Portions of this podcast may not be suitable for children. It's real-life stories and sometimes PG-13. We all know a fool when we see one, but not when we are one. Arnold Glassow. You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Hear true life stories, portable insight, and engaging messages. On this show, we'll think twice about life, faith, and just what could be possible when the two are combined. Broadcasting from the beautiful Great Lakes state of Pure Michigan, here's your host, Dan Henderson. Hey, welcome to the Think Twice TV podcast. Thanks for listening today. We have a great show lined up for you today. We have three short stories from our friends at Face in the Crowd. You can look them up at faceinthecrowd.tv. So each of the stories today are also found in video form. So if you feel like you've connected or this might connect with someone that you know, make sure to check them out at faceinthecrowd.tv. They're also on YouTube. If you search under YouTube, at Sounds Good Records. These stories will come up also, but our first story is from TJ. He tells about his struggle with heroin addiction and how he broke free from that. Let's listen in to TJ's story, The Destruction of Drugs. Hi, my name is TJ. Um, growing up, I had a pretty good upbringing. It uh, wasn't anything crazy bad. I just, uh, my parents were divorced at an early age and uh, so from that point, things kind of got confusing because my parents were two different people. My dad, really rulesy guy, my mom, partier. So, so my upbringing was a little bit shaky as far as the foundation, and uh, you know that led to me making bad choices when I was in high school. I started to use marijuana, um, and uh, I thought it was just something that was really cool. And eventually, you know, it led to worse things. I started, you know, started out with cocaine. Around that time in high school, I started experimenting with. Um, sex and ended up uh, getting the girl pregnant when I was 16 years old and so not being ready for that you know ended up you know, using heroin daily um, and started off just snorting it and then eventually uh, it, I was full-blown just shooting up every day and uh, growing up I always wanted to be an archaeologist you know I never in my wildest dreams would I have thought I would be you know um, in the projects in a bush shooting heroin and so it just, things went out of control and snowballed just really, really fast. And before I knew it, um, you know, my life wasn't in, in my own control anymore. And, um, you know, the only thing that, that saved me was, it was God. You know, God was the only thing, the only one that hadn't left me or, or you know, given up. So that's been the real cool part in all this, being used by God just to, you know, minister to people who've been where I'm at and tell them, hey, there's a better way. This isn't really what you think it is. It's, you know, this lifestyle is, is not good. And there's, there's a God and there's a, there's a life and there's a, an abundance for you. And so, you know, we're, I'm able to be a part of other people's life and it's just awesome. My name's TJ and I'm not just a face in the crowd. Our next story is from Carlos. I actually went to high school with Carlos and I remember he was one of the cool kids, one of the athletes. He had all the babes and everything else that went along with it. But what I didn't know is that he was also being raised as a Christian but living in rebellion. Let's listen in to Carlos' story, Rebellion Multiplied. Hi, my name is Carlos. Growing up, 
I had no respect for authority. Uh, I started rebelling at a young age against my parents, uh, teachers, smoking marijuana, having sex, just everything that I was taught not to do. And I just, you know, just felt like I want to do my own thing. I didn't have time for Jesus. After high school, I did cocaine for the first time. I started selling cocaine to my friends, and I met uh, my son's mother. And I got her pregnant. I was just so busy about getting high, getting drunk, that I told her to have an abortion. Even though in my right mind, I would never. My son was born, and I just started selling drugs in front of him, doing drugs in front of him, uh, drinking. cried out to the Lord one night that I wanted to change. I know I needed to change. I ended up going to church that Sunday morning and the pastor was preaching on a prodigal son and I knew I was there for a reason. You know, I knew I wanted to come back home. I gave my life back to the Lord and I have never been the same. You know, I'm far from perfect but I know I serve a perfect God. My name is Carlos and I'm not just it's amazing to see today the, the ministry that Carlos is working with and, and how God is using him. There's something to be said about carrying on your family traditions and family heritage of faith was passed on to Carlos and it's great to see him carrying on that mantle. So maybe there's someone out there that you know, maybe you could share this podcast with them. It's kind of an easy way to start the conversation because as we know, it's a process, it's a journey. God has to really work on our heart and our mind and we have questions that need to be answered. We have things that we need to learn. So if you're just starting out in the faith or maybe curious about things, stop by our website, thinktwicetv.com and look for the tab that says learn. There we have lots of resources on Bible studies, basics in the Bible, um, different videos and things that might help you understand the Bible a little bit better. And that's something that I had to do as a young man also. I had to study the Bible and learn it for myself because I didn't want just someone telling me what to think. I wanted to know for myself and I wanted to do my own research. It sure has paid off and it helped me grow up in my faith. Our next story is from Dozier, a former MSU football player. He'll tell us his story about the esteem of being a Letterman athlete, how he lost it all, and how he came back even better. Michigan State University, this is where a lot of my dreams um, actually came to manifest. It's a letter, I became here and became a Letterman. Um, I'll be forever in every Michigan State history book, but I allowed the hype to get to me. I allowed me to think I was bigger than the situation that I was in. And just like anything else, you know, when you're doing uh, wrong sometimes, the devil will help you build yourself up high and then the bottom dropped out. I made some bad illegal drug activity uh, while here on campus, so uh, pretty much bringing the neighborhood to a Big Ten university and I found myself arrested. At that particular point, um, I had to, you know, take my life and, and look at it and analyze the situation. It was probably one of the lowest moments uh, in my life, something that I had been doing since I was seven years old uh, was taken away from me. Our God is a God of restoration. Um, I'm now currently teaching um, at a local high school just to show you who God is and what he is in, in my life. And I've actually taught here at the university. I've actually been paid checks by a university that I never thought that I would be able to step foot back on campus. A fall turned into um, a victory.
Back in the mid-90s when Dozier was going through all these troubles, um, this was actually national news. It was a big deal locally. What I love about his story is that this was not the end. He succeeded in life. He came back even better. And today he's making an impact in his community. He's part of a organization called Building 21 where they're helping kids, giving out scholarships, just making an overall difference and an impact and taking something that was bad and turning it into good. And we all know that's what God specializes in. You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast, thinktwicetv.com. Clear thoughts produce clear results. Learn the basics of the faith. Download our free mini book. It includes the ABCs with God, true and false with the Bible, and much more. To get the mini book free, go to thinktwicetv.com and click on mini book. Anyone can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the number of apples in a seed. It's time for the absolute basics of the Christian faith from seedbed.com. Answering those burning questions like who is God, what is salvation, and many more. So, let's take a bite. The absolute basics of the Christian faith. What does the Holy Spirit do? Now, the Spirit does tons of stuff. The Spirit teaches, guides, strengthens, and comforts. As we said before, everything God does, God does as a trinity. So the Spirit is involved in lots and lots of different things. The trinity is unified, but the persons all operate differently within any action of God. Here's how this works with regard to salvation. Jesus opens up to us the way of salvation. He makes an offering to the Father in our place so we can be reconciled, and Jesus defeats evil and death in his resurrection so we can be rescued. So, we're saved by the Father through the way that Jesus has made. But, we can only participate in this through the power of the Spirit. We get to have right relationship with the Father because of what Jesus did, but we only get to access what Jesus did for us through the power of the Spirit. So, we talked before about two key things for salvation, repenting and believing. Through waving the white flag of surrender and trusting in the rightful King, we have pardon and new life. Repenting, waving the white flag, and believing, trusting, and following the king, leads to pardon, forgiveness for our rebellion, and new life, a place and purpose in the king's army. Now here's what's cool. Even though it seems like repenting and believing are things that we just decide to do on our own, the Bible says that it's actually the Spirit working through us, giving us the ability to repent and believe. We have to cooperate with divine grace, But without the Spirit working behind the scenes, we would never have been able to repent and believe in the first place. It's the Spirit that leads us to repent by convicting us of sin and gives us the grace to be able to choose to trust God. Here's an analogy for what this looks like. Let's say every now and then your teeth hurt a bit. Not too bad, just a twinge of pain every so often. When you drink something hot or cold, it hurts, but you ignore it. Then one day, you have to go to the dentist, and the dentist says, your teeth are riddled with cavities. We have to do some major drilling. Now, you don't want to have your teeth drilled. It's going to be terrible. You'd rather just put up with the occasional pain. But the dentist shows you some x-rays of how bad your teeth are and tells you that if you don't get them fixed soon, you'll be in for a lot more pain. You might even lose some teeth. Finally, the hard truth sinks in. 
Even though they don't hurt all the time, your teeth are all messed up. The dentist has brought you to a point where you realize you're in trouble. He's made the bad news sink in. He's brought you to the point of surrender. He's enabled you to get to the place where you'd say, fine, I give up, I admit, my teeth are terrible. But the good news is, the dentist also has the power to fix your teeth. And so he gets out the Novocaine and the drill and the filling material and goes to work. And at the end of the day, you walk out of the dentist with teeth that don't have any cavities. And they don't hurt when you eat ice cream. The dentist had to get you to believe the bad news before he could help you to experience the good news. And this is like what the Spirit does. Titus 3, 5, and 6 says this well. God saved us, not because of the righteous things he had done, but because of God's mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. The Absolute Basics of the Christian Faith from Seedbed.com You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Many of the stories you've heard today are available in video format at our website, www.thinktwicetv.com. Find original videos, true life stories, and content to help you grow your faith at thinktwicetv.com. It's time for a bottle of Bill's Wisdom, a short single-serving message of wisdom from our friend, Pastor Bill Leach. Bruce Barton was one of the great American advertising executives and writers. He uh, was the creator of the Betty Crocker character for General Mills. He's better known in Christian circles for his excellent book, The Man Nobody Knows. He also wrote a syndicated newspaper column, and one of his installments was entitled The Two Seas. It goes like this. There are two seas in Palestine. One is fresh and fish are in it. Splashes of green adorn its banks. Trees spread their branches over it and stretch out their thirsty roots to sip of its healing waters. Along its shores, children play as children played when he was there. He loved it. He could look across its silver surface when he spoke his parables. And on a rolling plain not far away, he fed 5,000 people. The River Jordan makes the sea with sparkling waters from the hills. Men build their houses near to it and birds their nests. And every kind of life is happier because it is there. The River Jordan flows on south to another sea. Here is no splash of fish, no fluttering leaf. No song of birds, no children's laughter. Travelers choose another route unless on urgent business. The air hangs heavy above its waters, and neither man nor beast nor fowl drink. What makes this mighty difference in these neighbor seas? Not the River Jordan. It, empt- it empties the same good water into both. Not the soil in which they lie, nor the country round about. This is the difference. The Sea of Galilee receives, but does not keep the Jordan. For every drop that flows into it, another drop flows out. The other sea is shrewder, hoarding its income jealously. 
It will not be tempted into any generous impulse. Every drop it gets, it keeps. The Sea of Galilee gives and lives. The other sea gives nothing. It is named dead. There are two kinds of people in the world. There are those who keep all that they can get. They're usually sour, full of problems. Then there are those who are generous. They are usually happy and overflowing with good things in life. Sometimes when my grandkids are playing, one of them will try to tell the other what to do. And one of the normal responses is, you're not the boss of me. We feel that way, don't we? Somebody tries to say, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. That's the question, who's the boss of me? Is God the boss? Or am I the boss? Tragically, man sinned. He wanted to be God. He ate from God's holy special tree, the only thing in the garden that God reserved for himself. And the moment he disobeyed, he was cursed. And what was a beautiful garden of luscious fruit became a place he could no longer enter, and the world became a place of thorns. You know what the opposite of love is. We'll talk about it Wednesday, Wednesday night in our series, The Fruit of the Spirit, but it's really fear. But part and parcel with that is selfishness. A thorn is a leaf that's turned in on itself. And when Jesus, the second Adam, comes and he goes to the cross to take the curse on himself, a crown of thorns is jammed on his head because he's taking the curse in the garden on his own head. When Adam was tempted, he was in a beautiful, lush garden. Jesus was tempted in a barren, desertness, a barren desert. It didn't start out like that. We made it that way through our own selfishness, through our rebellion. We cut down the trees. We caused the erosion of the soil. Adam's temptation featured a tree in a verdant, luscious garden. But the next time we see that tree, Jesus is hanging on it. And it's stark naked and dead. Galatians 3 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Jesus paid the price to redeem us. He bought us back out of slavery and he set us free when he died. He was buried. For parts of three days, we don't know exactly what he was doing. It was a time of silence. A few weeks we'll celebrate a triumphal entry and Good Friday and Easter Sunday, but what a Saturday. You know, it appears to be a day when nothing happens. We all experience Saturdays from time to time after trouble hits. After the agony of Friday, we call out to God, hear me, listen to me, respond to me, do something, say something, rescue, and there seems to be nothing. On Saturday, in addition to the pain of Friday, there's the pain of silence, of, of seeming absence of God. 
an ancient homily spoke of this strange day. It said, what happened today on earth? There is a great silence, a great silence and stillness, a great silence because God, because the king sleeps. God has died in the flesh and hell trembles with fear. He's gone to search for our first parent. As for a lost sheep, he's going to get Adam back. The next episode of the Think Twice TV podcast is entitled, Not Just a Face in the Crowd. We'll hear from Christina, who tells her story about growing up feeling like she was not enough. And Jenny's story, Rejected and Unloved. And Milka's story, The Venom of Vanity. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please let us know. Uh, Reach out to us. We're on Facebook, Media Messengers, Evangelistic Association. We're also on Twitter, mmessengers. Or email us at mediamessengers at yahoo.com. We appreciate the comments and share this podcast with someone you know. Thanks a lot. Come see our amazing true stories at youtube.com backslash media messengers. This venture is sponsored by Media Messengers Evangelistic Association. Revealing the love and power of God through media. www.mediamessengers.org If you like the show, follow us on social media and please help us reach more people. All our social links are in the show notes.